I was there. I don't have to listen to it. This week's show because it was a disaster. When you live in a beach resort, it's easy to forget whether you are playing or working. On each week's show, we settle in with a cocktail and try to figure out if there is a difference. This is Day Drinking on Delmarva. And I am Todd from GoodCleanFunLife.com. And I am Tony Russo, no relation, and you're listening to Day Drinking on Delmarva, a podcast about life and culture on the Delmarva Peninsula. Todd drinks because he gets to live here. I drink because I have to live here. <laughs> we have all sorts of fun stuff going on this week. Uh, before we get to that, we always like to thank our sponsors, and our sponsors each week are the drinks that we are drinking. I am sponsored by um, Modelo Especial. Because that's what was in the refrigerator 10 minutes ago. That's It's such a good uh, sponsor that we have that it's just whatever is in the refrigerator. Yes, yes. I am, and- spon- I am sponsored by LG, the actual refrigerator filter, and I'm drinking water today. Sponsored by God. Sponsored by God. But we'll, uh, we'll get to that and the reason why I'm not, uh, I'm not consuming today. Though I kind of really want to. Mm, anyway. Well, I, so we'll, we'll, we'll break, we'll break with tradition and we'll go right to your one cool thing and then we can backtrack. So why, why are you considering or not considering drinking today? I am hydrating because my one cool thing is that I've gotten my second shot of the Pfizer vaccine. We're team, we're team Pfizer over here at our house. Uh, we went up to Salisbury to title health, the hospital at the uh, right there in, in downtown uh, or in Salisbury. And yeah, we got our second shot and we've had conversations about like whether we're going to share that or not. And I, I think it's worthwhile uh, certainly to share and to mention because uh, the Salisbury in particular has been like sort of on the regional radar because they are nearing the point where they have more shots than they have people who want them. I've never been so happy to live on the Delmarva Peninsula mm-hmm. and have all these assholes saying, well, I'm not letting Bill Gates chip me. I'm like, good, move me to the front of the fucking line. <laughs> How do you really feel, Tony? What? Tell yeah. me I'm wrong. No, I I, all right, I I agree with I agree with you 100 percent. And uh, to the point that uh, it's also cool that our entire house were fit, you know, uh, are, have at least one shot. So the kids went at the beginning of the week to oh, the mass cool. vaccination sh- site at the Civic Center in Salisbury. It was incredibly well run. It was incredibly uh, under uh, not staffed, but filled with underpopulated, uh, underpopulated. I am shocked at what a good job they're doing. I really, I'm like, yeah. When I got there, I'm like, okay, just hold your breath. This will be over in an hour. And I got in there and everybody's like, look, we're all behaving. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't tell everybody to come at nine 45 right. and people trickled in and out at a pretty, at a pretty constant rate. It was such a great experience, except, I mean, it was the uh, apocalyptic aspect of it was right. Tough. Right. A little, a little bit unnerving. It looks like, it looks like an early scene from a zombie movie. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. we're all in there. And mm-hmm. so um, because we care about healthcare very much in this country, mm-hmm. like many other people, I was inoculated in a closed Tuesday morning in the mall, mm-hmm. which is where all the best healthcare can be found. <laughs> and it, that's what it looks like. It looks like an aid station that the military set up during a retreat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's just me and my kooky vo- zombie 
yeah. watching zombie movie watching this. It was it was a very pleasant experience, and everybody was awesome, and even the other people were awesome. So like, all right, so like three or four people like walked in front of me to get into the building, right? Because they didn't see that there was a backup, and they're like, oh, I guess this guy just decided to stand in front of the door. Have right. a nice day, and they. I'm like, all right, well, I'll stand out here all day. I got nothing to do. Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to catch your funk because you're a moron. <laughs> right. I'll stand right. here and let you all, you guys, go in a nice glass case. You can start kissing one another. I don't care. Time is my ally. <laughs> but it's, it, well, and I think that it's good. And I think it's worthwhile to get the message out there. Of course, now that we have, you know, now that we're complete, uh, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be too, uh, disingenuous about the fact that I got it. Now I want everybody else to get it. I wanted to get mine, you know, not first, first, but as soon as, as soon as possible. And, uh, we have friends over on the other side of the bridge who are talking about like, if you need an appointment, just go to Salisbury. Uh, we have a very good friend, uh, Ashley Hesseltine, who is, you know, a big influencer up in, New York and has a hundred thousand followers. Uh, and she's telling her she's originally from Delaware and she's telling her Delawarean friends to go to Salisbury to, to get it. And I mean, I think it's just one of those, uh, those really concerning things where, uh, you don't want to be, you, I, I don't want to see them having to ship back or to just God forbid, destroy, vaccines uh because all of those shitheads are are too stupid well and the good thing to know is that it'll never be safe to live here and the next mutation will come from ocean city i'm guessing fourth of july 2022 i mean that's what i would take in the pool obviously right right Are we so we're setting up so we're setting up a pool for the next uh yeah the next the next pandemic starts in ocean city the fifth wave Um, all of the, all of the, uh, well, because what happens is you got the Salisbury kids that go over there and the Salisbury um, servers that all go over there to work during the summer because you can't make a living in Salisbury. It's not like it's a city with restaurants or anything. <laughs> so um, people head to Ocean City where they can really kind of load up on cash over the summer, and that's where they'll bring it. And since Salisbury will never be a safe place to live, they will bring the funk to ocean city they will have it oaring around them while they serve you your food and then everyone is going to start bleeding from the eyes and we'll all have to make sure that our doors open out as opposed to open in that is correct my back door opens in it it bothers me a little bit i'm not gonna lie Yeah. yeah um so that that's Todd's one cool thing. That's my did you one. hear? I, the only reason I even asked, I didn't mean to have a tantrum. The only re- reason I even asked was, did you hear that you're not supposed? Nobody told me. Yeah, I just shit all over people who didn't get the vaccine, but nobody told me you couldn't drink if you had the vaccine because oh. that's going to be. <laughs> there might be. A de- I'm going to be honest. Yeah, be a deal breaker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's. I don't know. I think it is. Uh, psychosomatic way of me making sure like what I have heard is that the second dose uh, may have some more uh, or harsher effects, you know, people feeling run down and and that sort of thing. So like, I'm just going to hydrate up just kind of in preparation for feeling like I'm hungover. But but, but for instance, I can just drink and wake up hungover like normal. 
Yes, you can you can do what you do and you just want to know if you're hungover or if you're feeling the ill effects from the vaccine. Right, right. Since I'm gonna wake up feeling the same way one day, one way or the other, it don't matter to me. Right, right, exactly. Very cool. Um <laughs> so <laughs> each week we do one cool thing, one cool thing that happens because we live here or because we work here. That was Todd's one cool thing. Um often before we do the one cool thing, we talk about where you can find us on the internet. And you can find us on the internet at, uh, you can find me personally at by Tony Russo on, on, on all the social media, as well as at by Tony Russo, um, dot com. And where can you and the show be found, Todd? Uh, The show can be found on Instagram at day drinking on Delmarva. And then you can find me and all of the fun stuff that we're doing around the area at good, clean, fun life on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and, um, and uh, our own website, goodcleanfunlife.com, that we started 12 years ago. Very exciting. Um, so That's a more succinct way. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just sticking with that. Like, good, clean, fun life. Good, clean, clean fun life. Good, clean, fun life. There you go. It's, it's, like a, it's like a mediocre tongue twister. Right, right. That could be your new tagline. Good, clean, fun life. <laughs> it's like a mediocre tag twister. Why, are, twister. why are four words so much harder than three words? Um, because you stop paying attention in the middle. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, so my one cool thing for this week is that I was on a podcast. Uh, it was called the, uh, the Stephen King podcast. It came out yesterday. You, you can find it. Stephen King is not the host. Hmm, that's um, it's, it's a podcast that mostly talks about like Stephen King movies, two guys talking about Stephen King movies or what's going on. Like it's a fan club kind of thing. Okay. Um, but like so many other shows, like our show was for such a long time before we gave up on having morons be guests. <laughs> um, we just decided that it was easier to like, just talk about what we were going to talk about. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, these guys, but sometimes we'd be like, Oh, well I have nothing to talk about. And then we'd have to, run on and on for for an hour not like this week where we're prepared yeah (laughs) (laughs) but this uh this podcast seems to be when they don't have a planned show like maybe they do a monthly show but every week he talks to a different writer uh just a different fiction writer and so i'm like i'm an i'm a non-fiction writer but i stole an idea from Stephen King and put it in my book and my book's coming out and i want to talk about it okay and he was very kind and he had me on um, and I think it, I think it, I think I come off very well. I'm he edits more than we do, mm. so or at all. So I, I did come off with fewer spaces, like the one you just heard. <laughs> uh, and the the cool thing about it was I got to. T- I also wrote a story about this, so and you can find the story at biotonyruso.com. Um, it's called the Ballad of the Flexible Bullet. That's the Stephen King story, and. It helped me understand how to talk about the people in the um, in my book, Dragged into the Light, Truthers, Reptilians, Super Soldiers, and Death Inside an Online Cult. Something, um, something, something. I said that for too long. I, yeah. I said that for too long, and it's hard to not say. Um, and so what we what he talks about how normal it is to go crazy and yeah. how it's kind of weird that more people don't. And the bullet, the flexible bullet may kill you, will kill you, but you don't know how long it's going to take. Okay. Right? So like 
Uh, he talks about like, you know, if people shoot themselves in the head, sometimes a bullet, sometimes they wake up in the hospital, you know, with, you know, the bullet just went around their brain and went out. Sometimes they blow their heads off. Sometimes they wake up as vegetables. There's all sorts of things that can happen when you pull that trigger. Um, and he likens madness to a mental suicide. And what he says is there's a white room in all of our minds. And in the center of the room is a table. And on that table is a revolver. This is the best thing I've ever heard. So mm. I'm sorry to interrupt with that. <laughs> Every time you're walking down the street and you see a ladder and you decide, oh, walking under a ladder is no more dangerous than walking around a ladder, but walking around a ladder is no more dangerous than walking under a ladder. You're opening the door and looking inside if you're wondering about. Um, and then, of course, the next step is you start writing letters to the newspaper about right. the ladder menace and how the town is broke because of all the bad luck generated by all these people being forced to wander walk under ladders. And then of course the final, you start pulling the trigger when you are running around town, knocking down ladders. Yeah. And when you look at it that way, when you look at any superstition you've ever had, being a case of you trying on madness for a little bit and then letting it go. Right. I think it makes it a little bit easier to see what was going on with the whole Sherry Shriner thing. Yeah. So people are like, you know, and this is where, this is the main place where I depart from the show is people are like, this is so crazy. This is so crazy. What I'm hoping is when they read my book, they're like, Oh no, I, yeah, it's crazy, but I see why. Yeah, you know, because that um, the the takeaway line from the short story, the Stephen King short story, is even the most well adjusted among us are holding on to their sanity by a greased rope, mm. and I I like that I like that image, and I think that's true. And you know, again, when you think about the things that we do that are odd, and then. It, it makes it harder to just say, well, reptiles, that's crazy, you know? Yeah. Is it like, yes, it's crazy. Yes, that's fine. Yeah, it is. It is, it is crazy. But, but how did you get there? But but it no one goes directly to reptiles. Yeah. You know, people go very slowly. And I know it doesn't make me popular, especially with my mother. But generally, they start at church. And mm. that's the first place that it's like, well, I'm going to create this fantasy but it's not a bit you know it's it's not a big deal like you know sometimes i'll have meat on fridays you know or from a jewish person sometimes i'll have a cheeseburger it's not you know it's not crazy to have a cheeseburger you know um but that's where you kind of have that divide where like oh i don't really believe this and then if you're challenged and you have to kind of like stand up for like this is this is what i believe and mm -hmm. it's like well that's that's crazy you really believe like my example the example that I think is the most salient is like, okay, so to be clear, it's crazy to think that the president is a reptile, but it makes perfect sense not to sell cars in Maryland on Sunday because the crops might fail. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's just something we've accepted. It's right. Time. Yeah. No, it makes perfect sense that I can't get a, a six pack on a Sunday at 10 AM mm -hmm. mm -hmm. because God might bring the floods like that makes perfect sense. But the reptiles, that's dumb. Yeah. Like, yeah. Step outside it. And it's all dumb. And now the question is how much like I don't care 
if yeah. you don't ever want to buy a car on Sunday. Yeah. Don't buy a car on Sunday. If you're afraid that it'll hurt God's feelings, if you buy a car on Sunday, then you're then you're free to not buy a car on Sunday. It's right. difficult for me to hear. I'm sorry, you can't buy a car on Sunday because it might upset my imaginary friend. Yeah. And who knows what he's going to do. Right. And we're perfectly fine with this. Yeah. And that's what's nuts when you're writing about reptilians and people are like, oh, these people are crazy. Oh, I got to go knock on wood before my plans don't come true. Yeah. yeah. You just open the door. Yeah. You just well, open and- the door and you're about to pick up that revolver. Keep knocking on wood. Yeah, I'm laughing I, at the reptiles. I think uh, one of the genius things uh, that the Church of Satan has done uh, has basically, um, you know, organized in the same way that, uh, you know, any Christian church or uh, would organize. And uh, like we have to fight the, the Christian churches are saying, oh, we have to fight them because. uh you know, this is the, the the antithesis of what we're talking about and that sort of thing. But in so doing, they are legitimizing like yeah. the existence, the actual physical existence of Satan. You know, <laughs> I was I was listening to this podcast. Uh, it's a great podcast you'd probably love called You're Wrong About. And they were talking about Tipper Gore uh, going after the music industry. Tipper and, Gore gave us George Bush. I'll believe that till the day I die. Gave us George Bush. I believe that to the day I die. Yeah. Well, because okay. I fucking hated her. She's a maniac. Yeah. Right. Well, I hated yeah. her from the eighties because she's a because she's a maniac. And she was she's the one that the uh, you know created Parents music part. resource center. Yes, yeah, I remember. Yeah. The, 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 <laughs> well, I'm not telling you. Are you asking? Yeah, I remember. Are you, am I mad about it? Yeah, still a little bit. Why? <laughs> Can you tell? <laughs> Hitting all the buttons with Tony. <laughs> you really are. But the um, but in this in this podcast, they were talking about how the original ratings, which ended up just being a parental advisory sticker on uh, on heavy metal albums, wanted to sort of uh, delineate whether they're talking about violence, whether they're talking about uh, sex, whether they're talking about the occult. And, you know, and this is what this is what the one of the hosts of the podcast who's writing a book that sounds amazing. It's called The Satanic Panic. Uh, which oh, is, is it about all of that? The kids who got put in jail and Henry it, Rollins and them? I think it's generally about uh, moral panic and, you know, and how it's and how it's leveraged against the society. We should uh, have him on. So what's your story? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, but the uh, but yeah, that, that, you know, bringing up the whole point is like once you start, uh, you know, talking and having Senate confirmation hearings about the occult and wanting to label like you're you're saying that you're creating this uh, thing where it actually exists and saying that the devil exists is no different than saying that lizard people exist i mean the imagery is almost uh, is almost the same well not almost the same according to sherry schreiner like exactly the same like yeah. that's my point like in my book these lizard people are just demons and if you're a christian 60% of the time you're going to believe in demons yeah. so yeah. yeah, like it's it's that's what I mean. It's not that nuts. Right. I mean, it's fucking bananas, but it's not that nuts. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's a place that you can see people going because I see them going there already. You know, again, I can't buy a beer on a Sunday afternoon because it's going to hurt <laughs> God's feelings. I do think it's interesting. That, do you wonder if you uh, diving into this is you like 
stepping into the room and walking around with other people who are in the room or no, no, God made me for this story. That's, that's the closest I'll get. I was ready. (laughs) I, so, um, the other cool thing, and we can talk about this until, until, uh, until we're done is I was on television this week. It's, it's harder and harder for me to watch on television for several reasons. One, I'm fucking enormous and it's harder than you think. You're like, I see my bat face every day. Yeah, look, I'm fat. I'm not shaved. My face is red. Mm-hmm. It's different when you're like lurching around in uh, my in knee was out. <laughs> yeah, my I had a I had a bad knee and I'm just limping around and they're like, oh, my God, he's too fat to even walk. Mm-hmm. Why don't they have that poor bastard on a scooter? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if other people are saying that. Um, but the other thing is that we're telling different stories and mm-hmm. um. I don't I don't want to respond in my book or in my talk about my book. I don't want to respond to the documentary. Yeah. Um, except here. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the this, this is one, a good this is a good place to do the to do the deep cut to talk about what the differences are. Well, you, you the, the I think the main difference is, and this is I'm getting back to where I started, I promise. The main difference is I'm using this story, this Sherry Schreiner story, and all of the associated things around it um, was a good opportunity for me to say all my kooky shit that I say here every week. Right, right. right? It was built for me. Uh, it's, it, was, it was a textbook case. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. It was a textbook case where I could investigate and then kind of present Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the things that I think about how difficult it is to be a, to be an ethical person and not a religious person mm-hmm. and how difficult it is for most people to be ethical and only kind of religious. You know, my, my argument it always is that nobody really, that people believe in God in a very, very, very specific way. They mm-hmm. believe that God forgives them for the very specific things that they do. And he, Everyone thinks that they're doing okay. Yeah. Right? Everyone says, well, God has rules. I follow most of them, so I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And nobody cares that we can't buy cars on Sunday. I don't want to harp on that. Right. Like, that's just the most obvious one. Like I sound like kind of a lush when I'm like, I can't buy alcohol on Sunday. <laughs> There's not enough room in my house to have enough alcohol to get for you from Saturday to Monday. All right, fine. <laughs> Let's talk about cars then, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um. And that's that's why the cars are a good example. So in answer to your question, no, I'm not in the room. I was waiting for a story with these bones that I could put this particular meat on. Yeah, that's awful. God image. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so you did see the show. I did see the show. And I and you uh, mean to me at least once. Yeah. And it's it's going to be a good one. And I can tell. Like, I know you well enough that, like, I know when you get that twinkle in your eye and uh, you had, you had mentioned it and I, before the show, but the, your your explanation of how, um, uh, what's her name? That uh, Barbara. Barbara, that Barbara may have been broken. Her memory may have been broken. And you're like, I don't know. I've never seen anyone get shot in the head by me before. <laughs> like, and your eye, like your eyes get a little bigger and like, that's where I feel like, like if I didn't know you, I'm like, oh, this guy, this guy's like, yeah, no like, one, uh, 
Like you're step- you're probably the fourth person to point. My 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 daughters texted me when they saw it. <laughs> nice. So uh, yeah, I I think that, and I think I did mention it last week. I think there are a lot of things there. If you know me personally, you might chuckle. Where other people are like, "Well, that's a horrible thing." To say. <laughs> Why would he say that? And that's that's the other thing that kind of keeps me up nights. You know, this whole idea of I don't know which words they're going to choose. Right. And I say a whole lot of them. Well, and, you know, I think the good thing about you and if I can compliment you, you don't are what is very refreshing about you is that you say what comes to your mind without a filter. And it, you know, I mean, I think the beginning of the show (laughs) and and your talk about Salisbury is is a prime example of that. You never know where you might step, but it's, you know, it's authentic and, and real and you stand behind it. So yeah, unless I'm wrong, in which case I'll apologize. I, right. did I say this out loud to you? Were we know. talking on the phone? I don't remember. I'm going to say this out loud again, even though I think like, I don't mind saying, oh, I did. I did. I heard it when we were talking on the, sh- I was listening to last week's podcast. I don't mind saying that I'm an asshole and right. I'm sorry. And I'll try not to hurt your feelings in the future. Like I'm never like you were. Well, I'm sorry you're offended, right? Yeah. No, yeah. I, 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 I am sorry I offended you. I didn't. I'm never, unless I am going out to hurt your feelings, I don't want to hurt your feelings. You right. Know, right. Makes it hard to write about religion because my mother reads everything I write, and yeah, you know, it's it's tough. Um, I'm working on a story now, and the first paragraph is like, I don't want to hurt your feelings. Actually, I don't want to hurt my mom's feelings. Yeah. But I also don't want to hurt your feelings. You know, and that's when you're talking about things like religion, specifically religion and people's beliefs, you know, I accept that the overwhelming majority of people who consider themselves religious are really trying to be ethical. Mm -hmm. Um, But along with that, there is this kind of ethical question of, do you need to force other people to believe exactly how you believe? Mm Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, no, not exactly, but they should do this, you know, right. and that's, that's where it's hard. You know, yeah. that's, that's where it's, that's where it's really hard. And of course, you know, having done a little reading in my lifetime, it's also like, they're only not torturing us because they're not, they can't get away with it anymore. Like yeah. it used to be, oh, well, you don't, you're, you're, you have uh you're a Jewish person. Well, I'm going to torture you now until you become not a Jewish person anymore. Right. And they like, it just became bad PR. The only reason they don't torture people out loud in the public street anymore is it's bad PR. It's exactly that. <laughs> yeah. It, it, there's no other reason. It's not a moral decision. Morally, they'd be happy to torture us until we were happy to not buy cars on Sunday. Yeah. But they can't get away with it for the most part here. Um, well, and I think as, uh, in a modern society, you know, there's uh, polls that show people are less and less uh, going to church. You know, the younger population is is less likely to identify with uh, with a, a, a major religion. Uh, and, you know, I, I grew up uh, the son of a Methodist minister which is very different than a Southern Methodist minister, you know, which is more along the lines of like the, the Baptist Bible thumper. Uh, We, we had a very liberal household and it was like about accepting people and about community. And so like, that's when I always have a hard time when talking about um, 
though I agree with you, it's just like, oh, like I don't want to upset my dad. Yeah. But the experience that I had is not, I don't think, um, you know, what, what, what the problem, what the problem is, you know, be, uh, because the, pro- I had a very positive experience and I, you know, even recently, uh, my dad has said to me, it's like, we can't lose religion to the crazies. And, you know, I'm like, I, you know, while I agree with that, um, you know, there, there are policies that the Methodist church is uh, like it as a whole have now, uh, because it's a global organization have now had to like separate because of gay marriage. And, you know, like it's, it, may I interrupt like, just a quote from my own book because I can't help myself. Sure. Traditional religion will have no more luck preventing people from seeking conspiracy theories than it did from having, keeping them from having premarital sex. Yes. That's not what they're built for. True. Page yep. 132. Like, yes, that's a, that's the, that's the very difficult problem. People of ethics are always going to lose out to the kooks. Yeah. Because the kooks make things easier. Yeah. Well, and, and it's, uh, the kooks are like, it's, it's, it's feeling, a, filling a void of something that is, or explaining something. Yes. And, and it's all fine with me. What I would like to like, what I want to like, just tear the whole world up down about right is fine fine yes i know but why is it illegal to teach about contraception in maryland public schools right illegal against the law yeah illegal against the law that's a catholic thing methodists Mm -hmm. don't give a shit about birth control right right but it's because no because if you make your living as a politician you are mostly coward or mostly sociopath and no one has the courage to say, all right, well, this is a law that was made because we were afraid of the Catholics. If we're not going to open up rape clubs, we should stop making Catholic laws like one or the other. <laughs> the Catholics are the easiest ones. Like if they didn't have that whole rape thing, it would be a lot harder. Right. But thank, thank, not thank God that they did all that raping, but thank God that they got caught at it. So we can still call them on it every time we think about it. Right, right. Did I go too far? Todd looks like you don't look like you could breathe, Todd. <laughs> I don't know. Where do you just go? Where do you go from from that? <laughs> from priest rape club? Yeah. Um, well, I got nothing else. How about you? <laughs> Actually, I do have other things. You can please, if if you're not offended yet, I promise I'll get there. I'll keep trying. <laughs> So if if you'd like to if you'd like to uh, to follow me on my newsletter, um, people read my newsletter and people aren't unsubscribing and they're still reading it. So it might be at least good enough. Subscribe doesn't mean pay. We've talked about that. It's tonyrusso.substack.com. Yep. Or if you go to draggedintothelight.com, you can either or you can both pre-order a book and put. Um, your name down on the list for the um, newsletter and uh, you'll get it that way. I get the newsletter. It's fantastic. I've enjoyed it. It's very digestible and it yeah. promotes, and it promotes our show. So I appreciate that too. Yes. And um, we are actually um, going to be launching our own newsletter for this show, although it'll still appear in our show. And in that you'll be able to find all the stuff that Todd and I have going on during the week or, you know, little, little quick blurbs about us as are necessary links to our 
different, you know, pictures from the week and things like that. And that, that should be up and rolling probably in another two weeks. Um, but until then I got nothing else. How about you? Mm, I got nothing. All right. Well, remember, uh, at the beach. No, you know what? I'm going old school. Cause it was in my mouth. <laughs> uh, what? Uh, so how did it used to go? It's, uh, I, it's it's totally gone. They today. Todd give you the sense to live in a small town. Is that what it was? That's we'll what see you, you next week at, at Happy Hour. There you go. All right, folks. We'll see you. Day Drinking on Delmarva with Todd DeHart and Tony Russo is produced weekly, mostly by dumb luck. You can join them Wednesday afternoons or find them online at daydrinkingondelmarva.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll check back in with you next week.